You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 278. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stop trading your time for money. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm super excited to get going on this podcast episode because it is a super important PSA, public service announcement for all of you service-based business owners, which I know 70% of you listeners are that. And so this really comes down to how to stop trading your time for money. And I've got a great guest today who's super awesome and a fellow Texan, which I always love to have on the show. And so I'm going to go ahead and get started. So, hey, Michelle, how are you doing today? Great, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, absolutely. So, so glad that you're here. So go ahead and tell me and the listeners a little bit about you and your businesses since you have multiple. (laughs) Yes, keeps me on my toes. Thank you. So my first line of business is ML Interiors Group. It is a full service interior design firm. And we service the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And heck, if you have a house in the Hamptons, we'd go see you there too. So we're, we're very flexible in that respect. I'm blessed with two amazing designers. And we love transforming spaces so that our clients can be most productive as soon as they wake up. And as soon as they go to sleep, they're well rested. My second line of business actually is a spinoff of ML Interiors Group. It's a division that teaches other interior designers how to run the business of their interior design business, because surprisingly, this industry is a whopper of details that you would have never imagined. Because my interior design firm pretty much runs itself, I'm able to spend time educating others. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's when my fiance and I were renovating our bathroom and... Oh my goodness. The amount of (laughs) questions and clarifications and decisions. Oh my gosh. The amount of decisions alone. I was like, I just gave it to him for the most part. I picked out the shower tile and that was about it. So (laughs) uh, that was the the most that he did a pretty good job actually. So that worked out, but so I totally know the amount of decisions that go into that. So let's dive in because you obviously run a service-based business um, doing interior design. You are all too familiar with this area of most service providers um, having to track their hours and then, you know, invoice the clients and all that stuff. So we're going to talk about how to stop doing that and to start doing something else. And so I want to talk about first kind of what it was like for you or your clients' businesses, again, because you work with other interior designers, what was their businesses like before they started to actually start really looking at not doing hourly work? (laughs) So I can definitely speak for myself and how I felt and what was going through my head. And having coached hundreds of other interior designers, I would say the majority of them could feel exactly the same way. And I'm sure so many other service providers have the same anxiety. There's the 
one, the detail of keeping track of every single minute that you need to bill for and feeling kind of schmarmy for billing, you know, for a five minute phone call, but it's time. And then it's also the anxiety of trying to justify how many hours something would take. So in interior design, it might take you six hours to find the right couch and 20 minutes to find the right rug how to justify the six hours to find a couch to a client who doesn't understand exactly what we do. There were just so many times that I would lay awake at night and my clients have expressed the same thing and students lying awake at night, just wondering, Oh my God, have they seen the invoice? Are they pissed off at me? Uh, You know, like, are they going to pay it? And just really worrying about how they would interpret it. And then another thing is like, how do you charge for your time when you're just thinking of ideas? Like, Some of the best ideas come to me in the shower. Like, how do you put that on an invoice? You know, thinking about you while I was in the shower. I mean, that's just, first of all, that's awkward. But secondly, it's just like, it's the minds, the designs that come to you, the thoughts that come to you when you're in the car, when you're in the shower, when you're cooking, being able to actually apply a time for that Mm -hmm. is virtually impossible. So there's so much that wasn't being billed for, for myself, for my students and my coaching clients Like you don't capture everything when you are literally putting it all down as hourly. Oh yeah, that's so true. You definitely cannot put shower time on the invoice. (laughs) No, would get real hard. (laughs) Yeah, and just you know trying to keep up and doing all the invoicing, and I still suggest keeping track of your time because I think you need that data in order to analyze it and make changes as you grow in your business. But then when you're also talking about fees. And hourly fees, sometimes our hourly fee, we had one client who just pushed us. Okay. If you had to charge an hourly rate, what what would it be? And basically then I told him, I was like, this is what I calculate my profitability on and my margins and so forth. And he was so mad. And I think it's because as an attorney, I was charging more per hour than he was. Oh yeah. It was just lawyers are fun. (laughs) Yeah. It was interesting. But then I have other lawyers who are perfectly fine because they love the model that we've rolled out and that we use now. But if somebody's looking for the lowest fee, we're not going to be them. Yeah, totally. Which is why we're here talking about this because I'm very much like, you know, people are always going to be cheaper than me. There's always people that are going to be more expensive than me, you know, but I would rather be closer to the premium pricing. I like to, Mm -hmm. I guess, frame it as than um, the lowest rate. I'm not trying to, you know, work and whatnot for pennies. I want to have an abundant life. I want to have an abundant business where I'm able to employ people at um, a competitive or even over competitive rate. And Mm -hmm. so it's important to me that the pricing really does match the value versus all the nitpickiness that comes with hourly. So walk us through the steps on how, again, if somebody's listening and they're currently doing the whole hourly dance, what can they start to do? What's the first step in stop trading their time for money? So my first suggestion is to go back and look at some of your projects and the time that you spent on everything that you build for. So start by looking at that. You're doing some data analysis. And then once you do that, you add it all up and you can say, okay, so in my industry, let's just say we are fully furnishing a living room. And I take a look back at some of our previous projects and they've been anywhere between 35 and 45 hours to do that. So I would average it out at about 40 hours. Okay, well, that's still an hourly mentality. 
And then knowing that those 40 hours did not include, you know, the, the time you're thinking about them in the shower or the time that you're cooking and you're inspired by the colors that are in your pan or whatever. And that determines the color palette for the living room or, or whatnot. What I would do is then I would either take your current hourly rate and increase it by 50 or a hundred percent. So if you're charging a hundred bucks an hour, start mentally charging 200 bucks an hour. You take that 40 hours and then the doubled rate, and then that creates your flat fee. And I might've like gone a couple steps ahead of what you just asked me to answer. (laughs) Nope. Go on a roll. We're ready. We're here for you. But uh, Yeah. It all just kind of comes out and that's your flat fee. So basically it's a very simple process. Now you have to have some data to go back and look at, but then what you can also do is if you're just starting a business, whether it's graphic design or interior design or landscape or whatever it is, you can also estimate the time. You just have to make sure that you give it a buffer. And most people don't give it enough buffer. That's why I say increase it by 50 or 100% of to what you would normally charge. And then you have to have a process in order to introduce your client to your pricing model and then be able to present it to them so that they understand fully how you get to that point. I mean, you don't have to give them your numbers, but you have to be able to explain to them the foundation of it. Got it. So that initial 50 to 100% increase, where did that Mm -hmm. come from? Is that just, what's the justification? So in my industry, in interior design, most designers don't charge enough by the hour. Even if they are charging for every single hour that they work, in my industry, so many people undervalue themselves because they have no idea where to start. They take for granted that what they do, they're good at. So nobody would, you know, they wouldn't pay that much for it. So why would somebody else? But we have to understand that we're changing people's lives. We are, no matter what you're doing, you are providing a value. And like you were talking about earlier, you know, I don't need to be the most expensive. I don't need to be the least expensive. But I share with my clients that, you know, you can get from LA to New York in a Mazda or a Mercedes, which one do you want? It's going to be a much smoother ride if you take the Mercedes. I'm not a Learjet pricing, but I am going to be your luxury service, but here's what you get. And most of us as designers provide a luxury service. So you need to charge a fee that goes hand in hand with that and have the confidence to do so. Yeah, I agree. I feel like people do tend to underprice themselves anyway. (laughs) So, you know, take that for a sleep and just, you know, double it or one and a half times it. So yeah, stair step um, your way into it. Exactly. And so from there, if you're feeling again, you like write down that your price is now this and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're looking at your projects and then when you add up all your hours and times at times that new rate, then it starts to feel really real of like, oh goodness, like seeing a bigger <laughs> number, it feels yes. like a lot. So what are some of the like mindset kerfluffles that happen when you see that new price and how do you then take that new price like out into the world and actually speak it as, you know, your new price instead of you know, Mm -hmm. crawling back to what's comfortable. (laughs) Well, first of all, acknowledge the fact that you're scared. I can tell you the first time I slid a contract across the table that was not nearly enough that I needed to charge, but it was the first time, you know, in retrospect, I didn't charge nearly enough, like probably one fifth of the amount of what I should have charged. But it was my first foray into saying, here's my flat fee 
And Jordan, I nearly peed down my leg. So <laughs> I just want to acknowledge to everybody, it's scary and it's okay to be scared. You just do it anyway. From a mindset standpoint, you can't, you have to remind yourself that the better you are at what you do, the faster you work, the lower your income. So one, you're shooting yourself in the foot. And two, a lot of what we do, it has to include educating the client along the way before you give them the pricing. So for us, we have what we call a qualifying call. And then we do a virtual meet and greet where we meet the client online and we talk to them and we understand a little bit more about what they're looking for. And we share with them. And this is like a reconnaissance slash sales slash education process where you have to walk them through your value. Because if they don't understand the value that you are providing to them and how much work goes into it, and girl, let me just tell you from an interior design standpoint, HGTV has been the best and the worst of anything for our industry, because you cannot get nearly what they get done in a 30 minute show, which is technically like 17 or 18 minutes if you take out the commercials and people expect you to be able to just like pull a design out of your ear. So you have to walk them through, you know, the intricacies of any industry. And this is what we do. And this is why we do it. And this is how we deliver it to you. And here's our processes. And here's why it benefits you. And so you have to be able to walk them through that and then also explain to them what sort of fees they can be incurring. And for us, we do explain to them. And here, my design fee is a value-based fee. I base it for us. We base it on the square footage of the room or the, the space that we're working on the number of layers that needs to go into it. So if you already have some basic furniture that'll work, or if you just need the finishing touches, or if we're renovating, remodeling, knocking walls down and so forth, if it's a kitchen remodel, it's more expensive per square foot. But we explain all of that to them. And then we show them the amount of detail that goes into the process. So they're not making any assumptions. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of your business. You don't know the ins and outs of my business unless I explain them to you. So we give them enough to make them understand that it's not just fluffing pillows and picking paint colors in a 30 minute episode. And then we continue the process of showing them our value before we show them the cost. But we have a document that backs up the fees that we have associated that outlines all of our deliverables. So Going back to, you know, the car, you go from LA to New York, you can drive a Mazda and there's no disrespect to anybody in a Mazda. They're beautiful and very efficient cars. But if you're driving across in a Mazda or if you're driving across in a Mercedes SUV, the ride's going to be different. You're going to have different experience. Which one do you want? Well, you get the itemized detail for each of the vehicles. You have the choice. I either want all of this or I want part of it. And if you break it down into bite-sized pieces, what we do is we do it by room. So if you don't want to pay this total, you know, we liken it to, so if you went to a, I don't want to pay this total, but I still want the overall product. Well, if you went to a Mercedes dealer and you don't want to buy that total, then you either take out your fancy speakers or your rims or your heated seats or whatever the case may be. You can't have it all, but here's how we came to this total. And once they've understood that room by room, by room, by room, by room, you come up with this grand total, here's your lump sum fee. And we're not going to ask you any for anything more. Like this is going to include everything. Like you've got the full package. Here you go. 
well, then they seem to understand it better than if you just meet them, eyeball their project and give them a flat fee. It's the education. And it's also the fact that you're interviewing them along the way. Like, do I really want to work with you? Or is there going to be a PETA factor included in this fee? So I think the education of the prospective client is imperative. Have you been hearing all the buzz about VIP days or one day virtual intensives and want to create one for your business, but have no idea where to start? Head over to systemsamey.com slash quiz and take our new 60 second quiz to determine what kind of VIP day you should create. You'll get a detailed report with action items and exclusive structuring tips straight from the mouths of successful VIP day business owners. Ready to take back control over your schedule, your energy, and your income? A VIP day might just be the way to do it. Get started today at systemsamey.com slash quiz. One more time, that's systemsamey.com slash quiz. And it's one thing too where like, you know, if a client has worked with another interior designer or another website designer or whatever you are, that person had a whole different way of working. And so they could Mm -hmm. be coming in with, thinking it works one way with all of, you know, interior designers the same, but you do things differently. And so I think it's sometimes silly for us to be like, oh, they should know how it works when no, they don't. They have, you know, if you're working with lawyers, they have no idea what's going on with interior design. Like that's not, no. And, And we're not a regulated industry in regards to how our systems processes and pricing work. So it's the wild west out here. And I know it's that way with a lot of other industries. And at the end of the day, you know, My services are based on my skill level, not your budget. And I think that we have to hold to that, knowing that if we are going to accept less than what we know the job needs, then we are going to do a disservice to our own reputation and future referrals. And you're going to be resentful and possibly a little bit, you know, pissy, providing them with everything they've asked for after they negotiated you down. So true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can speak from experience there. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you on that one. So yeah, I think that really helps motivate people, encourage people to really stand up for what their value is that they're bringing to the table. I think, you know, value is such a fluffy word. So is there Mm -hmm. different areas of value that you've been able to express to your clients of, you know, value is, you know, the monetary value they may be getting or, you know, the time value that they're getting, but what are some other kinds of value too, that you can uh, take into consideration? So the way we position ourselves is that we save you time because this is what we do for a living. And the results are going to be of a higher caliber than if you were trying to do it yourself. It's like, you know what? I don't color my own hair. Like if I tried to, it would take me forever to get the results that I get from my hairstylist. So we save our clients time. We prevent costly mistakes because there's oftentimes we've, God bless some of our clients, they've gone and they bought, say this giant couch thinking it was going to fit in their house and it couldn't even get through the door. So not only did they have to, you know, pay a restocking fee or they had to pay the delivery people to to pick it up, take it back and all of this, or they got it through the door, but there was no return option. So we save them costly mistakes, but there's also, when it comes to interior design, there's also the fluffy aspect of it. Like, do I make like people buy so they can avoid pain, go towards pleasure, make money or save time. 
So we save them time. We can make them money if we're doing renovations in their home. So we can make improvements for a resale because we take a look at it from a very realistic perspective. We're not just going to go spend money to spend money. We do a, a pretty deep analysis in regards to the real estate market around their house, but it's also to move them towards pleasure and avoid pain. We've had clients speaking of an attorney who said, you know what? I've always looked forward to coming home from the office because I get to see my family. But now when I pull into my home, I immediately feel relaxed because my surroundings give me the feeling of a hug. And to me, that is one of the best compliments because our goal for our clients is to provide them a space where they can begin and end the day in a very relaxed and nurturing environment so that during the day, whether they are a full-time mom, a full-time executive, or whatever the case may be, that they can be their best self. So we surround them with that nurturing environment. And you can't really put money or a value on that until you show our clients. So when we're talking about systems, we have a system or a process to walk our clients through this value that we provide, not just a pretty space, but getting into some of the warm and fuzzy before we even give them that feeling. So we're creating that in their mind before we even share our pricing or ideas of pricing with them. Oh yeah. You definitely can't put a price on walking in your door and feeling safe, feeling like nurtured, feeling calm, relaxed, all of those things that we want our home to feel really you really can't put a price on that. (laughs) No, but we also say, you know what, if you're going to go to work, you know, you need to be able to operate at your optimal. And so if we can create a space where you always know where your keys are, you know, you're not getting up and bumping into a bench that's too long at the foot of your bed, because we've got the right size bench, you know, as soon as you stub your toe, first thing in the morning, you're just ticked off. So (laughs) let's avoid that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. So um, moving into our tools little segment, uh, do you want to mention any tools that you use in your business that you're obsessed with or that you couldn't live without? Okay. So I have just discovered, so we use G Suite. We use Google for just about everything. So Dropbox, I adore. We have a tied to Google. I love Loom, which is a screen share video program. But what I just discovered, it's a free add-on to Gmail and it's called Streak. And basically what it is, is I've set up. So we have a 16 step process that we run all of our clients through. Each process falls within four phases. So I've taken the four phases and I use this both as prospects, you know, like here's my inquiries, here's my prospects. Here's who's in the pipeline to go through those, the process that I told you about where we introduce them and educate them and then give them the fee. And then we have the clients that we have in process. So I can take a look on my computer screen. We used to have it up on a whiteboard on the wall, but now that, you know, everybody is so tied to their computers and my team has been working remotely for the past couple of years, we can all log in and take a look at it. It has been like the best thing since sliced bread. So I can take a look, everything's color-coded. I can see where they're begin and where they end and you can customize it. They have some cells that auto-populate and so forth, but, and it's free. It's amazing. So yes, that is my most recent obsession. It's called Streak and it's an add-on to Gmail. 
where you can track your processes. You can technically, I could track my projects, but we do a lot of that on Trello. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Streak for sure. I haven't gotten to play around with it, but I've heard really good things. So nice. And let's have a really, really easy ways for people to find you, connect with you, talk about their takeaways from the episode. Where can people do that? So thank you for that option. I'm all over Instagram. I have two accounts. If you are just wanting to follow pretty pictures and look at our projects, um, ML Interiors Group, as in Michelle Lynn, ML Interiors Group is the handle. And then if you're an interior designer or creative that wants insight on, you know, business and mindset and processes and things like that, my Instagram is at, uh, designed by the creative mind. So that's the handle there. And finally, I just launched a Facebook group that is catering specifically to interior designers. I show up once a week live and give a 30 minute training. And it's, we're building this beautiful community where interior designers are supporting other interior designers. They're showing up, they're asking questions and they have direct access to me. And my weekly training is literally going through a lot of our processes and procedures. And that is a private group, but it is called the interior designers business Launchpad. I love it. Perfect. We'll have all of that in the show notes for you to connect, say hello, look at pretty pictures, do all the things. So thank you so, so much, Michelle, for coming on and sharing your insights around this super, super important topic. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I could speak for another six hours about it. I'm so passionate and just want so many people to have the confidence to make the money that they earn. Oh yeah. Amen to that. Thanks for listening to the System Save Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.